Welcome to Riley on Film. I'm your host, Damian Riley. You can find out more and subscribe for free always at RileyOnFilm.com. Now, on with the show. Please listen carefully. Oh, this is how we do it, baby. Oh, yeah. This is how we do it, baby. Yeah. This is my film review of the film Sisters of the Plague. I'm Damian Riley, your host, and let's jump right in. Want to? The synopsis from Internet Movie Database says, Sensing evil, a haunted house tour guide seeks a medium's help only to be warned that she is facing a vengeful power beyond her control. Well, let me give you my review of this film. In the places it succeeds as a horror film, Sisters of the Plague effectively uses creepy music, cinematography, and forest settings to create a sense of the foreboding. I've related to you many times before that it's this sort of thing that I prefer, the creepiness, to the so-called grief horrors, like Hereditary, some of the other ones that have come out recently. They're coming out with greater frequency. What happened to the creepy stuff? Well, this has a lot of that. It uses its sense of creepy cinematography to ratchet up the tension and the fear, and I think it should be recognized for that. Furthermore, the setting in an outskirts town makes for a damn creepy experience. Unfortunately, the experience does fall flat when too much attention is given to the girl's sick, desperately coughing father. Her lesbian roommate wants to be rid of him once and for all. It reminded me of Edgar Allan Poe's Telltale Heart that way. The way they discuss the annoyance of the old man here. The film begins with a kissing and sex scene between the lesbian lovers. It's somewhat interesting, but not as much as it needs to be to get this film off the ground. As the sequence repeats in her dreams, the sex turns to killing, and it's easy to see what might be coming. As Kate and Joe warble through their couple's issues, it amounts to terrible dialogue like this. You fuck things up, one says, and the other says, no, you fuck things up. Genius, isn't it? As the badly written lines coalesce and they start to say cunt for good measure, it's too bad that more rational dialogue that makes sense was not included. It definitely isn't here. I have shared here before that I hate the new trend of grief horror, along with ones that show pointless sex. I mean, I don't mind pointless sex, but there are pornos for that if you want to see that, right? I'm sure the pornos do it way better than a horror movie would. I wonder if they were trying in to bring the lesbian vote? I don't know. I have no problem with lesbian, but... The sex scenes in this are less than titillating, let's just put it that way, no pun intended. Our director, Jorge Torres Torres, is just as pretentious as his last name. If you want lesbian scenes, it falls short here. If you want straight, simple horror, also not here. 
You will likely enjoy the creepy backgrounds and scenes in the forest, but you have to go through a lot of the ladder to get there. But the lead actress grunts in sex as well as the ghost center plot, and that doesn't save it. I won't play it down completely though because the visuals are just short of amazing. It's worth the watch for those. He has only directed three films, and this is probably his biggest scale. I don't think he should continue with horror because the idea that lesbian sex and really bad writing are all he has to work with. There's a lot more out there. Please listen carefully. We give ourselves an hour and a half to two hours to sit through a film. When I say we, I mean horror fans. Do we want to see her become possessed, again, by some kind of ghost or demon, get naked in a lake? Okay, people will not mind that one probably, lesbians and hetero men. He appears to be bitten by another human before getting out of the water in slow-mo, literally in slow-mo, still naked. Her lover wants them to kill her dad, but it would appear that Caningulus takes away and brings her to a new place in the film. Then the dream sequence, I hate those in horror, such a cop-out, appears to be the straw that broke the camel's back. So Joe drives her dad to town and appears to be under a trance. If the plot seems convoluted, it isn't my fault. I had a very hard time following it. One part of the plot that comes through clearly is Joe's lover wanting to kill Joe's father in an elevated part of the tension. Her lover is alone with Joe's father and she starts crying, assumedly torn about how she is to kill him. Meanwhile, Joe is attacked in the city alley by the sound of hailstones. And they should have simulated them visually as well. It would have presented a lot better than this highly awkward, confusing possession scene. It's Joe who eventually kills her dad. In some ways, putting him out of his emphysema misery. After thinking about it carefully though, I can tell you it may be one of the least scary possessions and kills in my recollection. The message of the film seems to be, be careful when summoning the dead. Blah, boring, seen it before, done way better, here's a couple examples. I love the way that it's done in The Omen, the original, and I also love the way it's done in Primal Fear with Richard Gere and Ed Norton worth sticking it out to the end that's all I'm gonna say the actors are all bit players getting a crack at better roles while I admire the long-length possession scenes and what he tried to do Torres Torres misses the mark by a million and if I had to give you a positive about the film I would say the few and far between forest scenes are the creepiest the music is also very good though it's not always well placed I hate when I'm trying to follow a plot and the music is just there, loud, choking my experience. And lame, mouth-foaming scene in slow-mo of her lover that just never seems to end. There's no way that it could not be her saliva. And you know that. You can see that. Especially in a low-budget film. Disgusting. Other than that, it does work phenomenally well for an indie. If you watch Sisters of the Plague, watch primarily for the creepy forest 
and other visionary cinematography. That's my two cents. I give this film a 5 out of 10. Thank you for listening to Riley on Film. I'm your host, Damian Riley. You can find out more and subscribe always for free at RileyOnFilm.com. Now, have a great day.